0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another weekly episode of the Money Girl podcast. It's great to have you with me. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. I've been producing this show since 2008. Before we get started, I've got a quick request. If you enjoy the show, but you have not submitted a quick five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to do that. I will thank you in advance. I ask you to do it from time to time because it really does help the show. It helps new listeners find us and understand what the show is all about so they know if they should subscribe or not. And your feedback and ratings and reviews really mean a lot to me and everybody in the Quick and Dirty Tips network. We definitely look at all of them and appreciate the time that you take to submit reviews. You'll find the notes for each podcast episode, plus the complete archive of podcasts on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Also, stay tuned at the end of the show for tips on how to save money on groceries, from our friends at thepennyhoarder.com. This week, I've got a terrific interview for you. If you are a parent or you're thinking about becoming a parent one day, this is definitely a topic that is probably on your mind or will be on your mind one day soon. Having a baby is certainly a joyous time, but it can also be an emotionally and financially stressful time. I don't know if you've heard the statistics, but an American family spends about $12,000 on child related expenses in the baby's first year alone. And raising a child from birth to age 17 is estimated to cost a whopping $233,000. So to help you get a handle on what to do and what not to do, I interviewed Andrea Warrock. She's a mom and a nationally recognized consumer and money-saving expert. Andrea contributes to leading national and regional news outlets, and she's been featured everywhere, NBC's Today Show, Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, Fox & Friends, ABC News, and many other print and online outlets. And she's about to have her second child, so I figured she was probably in a really good headspace to help us with some money-saving tips. So some of the topics that Andrea and I cover include how to cut the cost of childcare. Ways to earn more and stop living paycheck to paycheck so you can save up for your new family. Tips to raise cash by selling unused household items. Some of the best places to buy baby goods for a lot less. And things like how to get maternity benefits and disability insurance to prepare for time away from work. This is episode number 566 called Starting a Family. Five Money Mistakes New Parents Make. Andrea, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family situation.
2: Definitely. Well, I am a consumer finance expert. So I write, I blog, I talk (laughs) all about different ways that consumers and specifically families can find simple ways to save more, spend less, and live a lifestyle that they've always dreamed of. A lot of people, you know, don't really think it's possible, maybe on a limited income, but there are so many different options as long as you know uh, where to go and um, how to save. So my Family situation. I have a two year old daughter. I've uh, been married for five years. I also have a dog and I'm expecting my second child. We still don't know the gender, but I am due in about four and a half weeks. So you will, today we're going to definitely be talking about some um, family budgeting tips for new parents specifically, but even for parents who maybe have one or two children and they're expecting more, a lot of these tips are going to apply because uh, every child you add is going to just be more. Money Money you're spending. So, I really hope to be able to help people stretch their budgets and save and, and live comfortably.
0: Great. And I don't have kids, so you are the expert here. I'm going to definitely lean on you for some great tips. So I wanted to start out with a question that came in from a Money Girl listener named Shannon. She says, Hi, Laura. My husband and I are going to be starting a family soon, and we currently own a home and have debts including credit cards, student loans, and a car loan in addition to our mortgage. We are living paycheck to paycheck but need to aggressively start saving money since I I do not get paid any maternity leave, but we're also aware that our debt is holding us back from saving. At this point, it seems almost impossible to save up the money we would need to cover my unpaid maternity leave. My husband works in restaurants, so his income is not steady. So we rely on my paychecks to pay the bills. So my calculation is that we would need to save around $9,000 to cover a three-month leave. Do you have any suggestions on what steps we can take? So yeah. this is a great question and obviously something that I'm sure many listeners can relate to. If if you don't have an emergency fund and you're just kind of starting from scratch, this is something that you're going to need to get up to speed on pretty quickly. So Andrea, tell me what you, you know, besides like getting started now, you know, what other uh, recommendations would you have for Shannon as she starts to think about planning her family?
2: Well, first of all, I want to commend Shannon that she's taking the first most crucial step and identifying the fact that she needs to save and that she needs to prepare. So she's more financially savvy than she probably even realizes because I can't tell you how many new parents or people who want to have children just do it and don't even think about it and then realize at the last minute Now they need to come up with money they don't have. So planning ahead is definitely crucial. Um, And it's great that she's already aware of the you know, the fact that she doesn't have maternity coverage, and that's very unfortunate. Um, she might want to look into uh, where, where, depending on where she lives, her state may offer some type of coverage, especially if she pays into a disability program. So she can speak with her HR representative if she has questions or just look online, Google it. That's what I did um, to find out what might be offered um, to you Um You know, you might get a family leave plan. You might get some short-term disability. So you might actually have some additional income coming in that you might not have even planned for, which could definitely help you out. And then it's really important to now look at your budget and to really, really buckle down and think about what how you're spending your money a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck but I think a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck think they're only spending on the necessities and they're really being careful but I find that people may have reoccurring bills that they're paying for um, that they're not really valuing or using Uh, groceries are an essential but how much of the food that you're buying are you wasting meal planning is a great way to reduce your food waste and also cut back on those last minute, you know, need to grab takeout because you just don't have time to cook. If you plan ahead, you can definitely reduce your food budget. And that's one of the biggest areas that I find people overspend. And it's something that all parents could definitely benefit from because, um, you know, your life gets just busier and you don't want to cook, but it's definitely a great way to reduce your spending. And, you know, we were just talking about going into um, looking at your state to see if they offer some type of disability, um, but those who are not covered by their employer or state, they have the opportunity to go out um, and look for a personal disability policy. Um, If that's something you want to just even take a look at and see what types of options are out there. or. Just begin saving to bridge the gap between income and expenses while on maternity leave. Um, So, you know, Shannon came up with a specific dollar amount, which is awesome. And now she needs to just begin, you know, automating her savings. Um, So, setting it on autopilot to make it work harder for her. Um, Maybe it's also opening up a separate online savings account. Um, there are digital hybrid banks like PurePoint financial for instance that actually offer better interest rates so you're making money on your money so you know for every bit you're you're earning i think currently they're offering an apy of 2.15 percent which is just amazing and much more than you would get at any brick and mortar bank so if you aren't earning at least one percent on your savings you're leaving money on the table so that's just another way to kind of boost your savings um and then i would also just suggest that Maybe she look at ways to supplement her income. Can she take on some side hustles? Uh, For instance, if she loves pets, she could dog sit. You can make up to $1,000 a month by bringing a dog into your home and you don't even have to give up your nights or weekends. It's, you kind of just like go about your everyday life and just dog sit. And there are sites like rover.com that can help connect you with pet parents looking for reliable sitters. Um, Otherwise, you could go mystery shopping and get paid to go undercover. Um, There are just so many opportunities. Maybe there are things at home that uh, you no longer need or use, whether it's an old smartphone, furniture, um, you know, clothing. Sell these items online. Facebook Marketplace, for instance, is a great place to post your items in your neighborhood. Um, you can chat easily through Messenger to share details of those items and talk about the price. I actually just sold an old dishwasher we had for $75 through Facebook Marketplace. It was so easy to do. And I was able to put that right to my, um, what I call my, my hospital budget, because, you know, that's definitely going to be a big bill coming up soon.
0: Yeah, I love those ideas. Let's circle back to disability insurance for a moment. Um, if you are already pregnant, you're definitely not going to qualify to get a, a short-term disability policy for pregnancy. So you, you've got to do this before, you know, you get pregnant. But this is a great Uh, a great way to give yourself some income. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize that pregnancy is considered a disability, you know, and it is covered under certain policies. So if that is something that's available to you through work, fantastic. If it's not, you know, you can purchase your own policy. Um, so definitely look at that. Um, there's a federal law called the Family and Medical Leave Act that gives you 12 work weeks of unpaid leave. And this is at most companies. Typically, a company has to have at least 50 employees to qualify. So if you work for a small company, you may not be eligible for this leave. But for most people, you're going to be able to at least get out of work for 12 weeks now In some cases, the employer may say, yeah, we're going to pay you a percentage of salary uh, because we value you as an employee. Um, So that could be an option. And as Andrea has mentioned, certain states do have laws that mandate additional family and medical leave. Um, So for instance, California, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and New York, those are some states that have uh, some pretty great benefits for maternity leave. So they may not pay you your full salary. But in some cases, you're either getting, um, you know, uh, at least a portion of your income or even additional time uh, away from work. So definitely research what's available to you. Andrea, what do you think about kind of using up some of your sick time, family or even vacation time? If you can save some of those days up ahead, that would be even more time that you can take away from work.
2: Yeah, I was actually just going to comment on that. Um, That's definitely a really good option if you get to two, I think about two weeks is about standard. Some may get more. So if you know you're having a child, try to save up that vacation time. You can actually take your vacation, eat along with your short-term disability um, benefit from your state if you qualify and are eligible so that just gives you that supplemental income that you may need during that time. So definitely look into doing that. but if you can save up your vacation days, that would be a great way to um, you know make sure that you are you know get have have some income coming in during that time.
1: Summer, the best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal.
0: in D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. Okay, now let's say that you are pregnant, you're starting to think about having this child and you're really getting excited about buying stuff for the baby. Talk about some strategies and ways that you have saved money on buying things for your kids and now you've got a new baby on the way, you know, and I imagine you've had to go out and buy a lot of new things for this this new family member.
2: Yeah. So I think, um, that's actually one of the biggest mistakes new parents make is overspending on baby goods. You think that you need all these items to make your life easier and actually retailers and brands make you think that you need them, that, that, that these gadgets will help a baby sleep better, help you sleep better. Um, you know, help entertain them so you can get some stuff done. But the truth is you really don't need that much. You need some basics, right? You need your diapers, you need, um, bottles and formula. If you can't nurse, uh, you need basic clothing, so it's really important to kind of just think about that, um, and then think about how you can save on those extras, um, like the big ticket items, whether it's a crib, uh, whether it's a stroller, car seat. So, a few strategies that I've used myself, and I've seen other people be successful with, are um, first of all, look at used options. Now, there are some things like a car seat, I would recommend just splurging on and buying that brand new because you want to make sure that it meets all safety standards and. If you buy it used, you really don't know if it was in an accident and it can compromise the safety of it. However, a stroller, a crib, all these items, you could buy secondhand and save incredible amount compared to regular retail prices. So I would definitely look at a local marketplace near you. Um, I think it'd be better to just buy from someone in your neighborhood where you can actually see the item and make sure that it's clean and still in good, uh, uh, good quality. Then I would also recommend borrowing items. I'm lucky that in my family, we have a lot of sister-in-laws who recently had children or who had children in the last five years. And so they still had items that they weren't using and and that they didn't donate or sell. So a baby carrier, for instance, I was able to borrow. That was about an $80 to $100 savings. Um, And then we were able to also borrow a swing. So, you know, ask around uh, whether you have a friend. People are willing to share them. They're not using those items. Babies only use them for a few months. Anyway, so definitely think about that and then look for good deals. Look online, comparison shop. Um, you can actually review prices using sites like ranktracer.com um, for products sold on Amazon to let you know the best time to buy those baby goods. And then make sure you're registering for all those essentials or ask for gift cards because that can really come in useful when the baby arrives and you need to you know, start buying diapers and all those essentials, everyday items, uh, you know, when the baby actually is here.
0: Talk to me a little bit about what's going on with the cost of childcare. You know, what would you recommend somebody budget uh, if they do plan to go back to work full time? And I know this probably varies depending on where you live. Uh, but what do you think are some reasonable numbers to expect?
2: Well, when it comes to childcare, there it really does vary, as you mentioned. Not only does it vary by where you live, but the type of care that you're seeking. So, if you want an in-home nanny while you're at work, you're going to obviously spend a lot more money. Uh, those who are um, willing to do a daycare um, can find more affordable care, um, but of course, it's going to, you know. Make sure that you're spending time ahead, researching, doing tours to find the best option, um, because those will book up and have waiting lists, especially the affordable, good options. So you really want to think about that. Um, Now, you could be spending anywhere from a couple hundred dollars a week to a couple thousand, depending on which option you go with. So if you are on a limited budget, daycare is a really great option. And I would ask around for help. Now, beyond just your daycare, needs. I find that a lot of families are just underestimating their childcare costs because, you know, beyond the day-to-day work day, you might need a sitter for nights on weeknights or on weekends, and that can really add up. So you want to think about perhaps um, setting up a babysitter exchange, maybe with other parents in your neighborhood or family and friends that you know, and maybe you can, you know, exchange services or, um, you know, think about uh, just asking for recommendations for affordable care. Now, something else and I just find that a lot of parents, um, you know, are under stress. There's so much that they have to think about. So just taking away one more uh, item of stress would be thinking about how you pay your babysitters. And so I know for me, I love using money transfer systems like Zelle. They make it fast, safe and easy to send money to your babysitter. Um, and this way you don't have to drive around town looking for an ATM or pay out of uh, out of network ATM fees or try to find a check. or you know, I one time gave a babysitter a check and then she couldn't find it. And then I had to pay a $35 fee to cancel that payment and then write her a new one. And so I just said, all right, everybody sign up for Zelle. This is so much easier to use. And um, you could send money from one bank account in the U.S. to another within minutes as long as both pe- parties are enrolled. So, again, it's just like a simple way to manage your sitter costs.
0: Another really important cost that people need to factor in once they've got a child on the way is life insurance. This is something that you really need to have in place, you know, the day that you've got a new child in the world, because if anything happened to you, you want to think about how that child would manage financially. So life insurance is important no matter what. If, if you've got anybody in your life who depends on you financially, whether it's a spouse, a partner partner, even a parent, um, and especially when you've got kids. So the good news with life insurance is that it's pretty affordable. You know, you can get a half a million dollar life insurance policy if you're in relatively good health. It could be as little as a few hundred dollars a year. Right. So that's something that you want to start shopping now and, you know, and really uh, look at your options. Some of the policies are going to require a medical examination to really understand, you know, what the status of your health is. Other policies will not, you know, and they could be a little bit higher in cost if they don't require a physical exam. So, there are lots of different uh, you know ways that you purchase life insurance. So, I would say, do your shopping now and definitely factor that cost in. But I do think it's a very affordable, type of insurance that that no family should go without, and, and that's a term policy. So what that means is you're buying it for a set period of time, whether that's 10 years, 20 years. I would say a 20-year policy is probably the minimum that you would want to do, and, and that's so that, um, you know, if you're getting it right when your child is born... They would be 20 years old by the time that policy expires, and hopefully by then, um, you know, they are on their way into adulthood and would and be able to take care of themselves financially. But you can also extend those policies or, or even get additional policies if you want to layer on more coverage. Um, so fortunately that is a fairly affordable insurance um, health insurance you know may not be so affordable depending on your situation but you definitely want to look at what's available at work and if your workplace is is not offering something that's affordable you've got the ability to go out into the marketplace uh, and and get a plan out on the uh, the federal marketplace so those may uh, give you some subsidies based on your income and your family size the Well, I hope that we've given Shannon some things to think about as she's planning her family and and getting her finances in order. Andrea, if folks are interested in following you, where can they find you online? You can find me on andreawarrock.com,
2: where I share different uh, blog posts, videos that I've done. And then I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest on all those great social platforms at andreawarrock.com or on Andrea Warak, so it's really easy to find me. And if you ever have any questions, I love when uh, people send me direct messages and I try to get back to everybody who has any questions. So feel free to reach out directly.
0: Terrific. Well, I've loved chatting with you about this. And good luck to you as you have your second child coming in just a few weeks.
2: Yes, thank you so much. It's, um, you know, it's a, a fun time, but also anxious and a little overwhelming. But I know we'll get there. And you know, just as we talked about planning your finances allows you to just remove one more stress from your plate so you can enjoy more time with baby. So this was definitely a great conversation that we had
0: today. Awesome. Thanks again, Andrea. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Andrea. If you have a money question, feedback about the show, or ideas for future episodes, visit lauradadams.com and email me. Also, I'd love to stay in touch with you. Each week, I send out a free short email filled with tips, tools, and recommendations that I think you might enjoy. To get this, simply text Get Updates with no space to the number 33444. Again, just text the phrase Get Updates with no space to the number 33444 and you'll start getting my weekly updates. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.
3: Let's face it. We all have to buy groceries. Since it's such a normal part of our everyday lives, there have to be some easy ways to save money while you're doing it, right? I'm Lisa Rowan, personal finance expert at The Penny Hoarder, here today to share four ways to save the next time you need to stock up on groceries. First, skip shopping. This may seem counterintuitive, but consider buying your groceries online. We have a reader who managed to feed her family of three for about $30 a week through online grocery shopping. It takes all the guesswork out of budgeting. When you shop online, you can see your running total with each item you put in your basket. Next, you don't have to clip coupons to save. One of our favorite apps here at the Penny Hoarder is Ibotta. Ibotta will pay you in cash to take pictures of your receipts and upload them to its app. Before heading to the store, search for items already on your shopping list within the Ibotta app. And when you get home, snap a photo of your receipt and scan the item barcodes. We've seen a dollar cash back on frozen desserts, 75 cents back on Kraft shredded cheese, and 50 cents back on buns and rolls. Sounds like we should plan a party. Then kick up your shopping game with the Shopkick app. Once you sign up, this app pays you kicks for walking into certain stores, including Walmart, Target, and more. You can redeem them for gift cards to a number of retailers, including Amazon, Target, Walmart, Starbucks, and more. Lastly, go generic. Whenever possible, go for the generic brand of the product that's on your shopping list. Grocery stores know you want to save money, so they're competing to provide the best products your money can buy. House brands now include options like organic, gluten-free, and specialty foods. They're just as tasty as the name brands, but at a fraction of the price. For more ways to save on your next grocery trip, visit www.thepennyhoarder.com.
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy, so go ahead and hit
2: the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
1: of a detour.